to this new episode, maybe the last one, <laughs> of Sun, Stars, and Galaxies. Well, the heavens are filled with wonders of God's power and wisdom in the creation myth. According to Genesis 1.16, on the fourth day of creation, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also billions of stars adorn our spectacular universe in a variety of colors and sizes. The sun, our rule the day. The most important star to us on earth is the sun. Although the sun is a typical star in size, shape, and temperature, it benefits the earth every day, providing the heat, light, and energy, energy that we all need to still be alive, to survive. The sun is a great glowing mass of gases, mostly hydrogen and helium, that are heated to temperatures estimated to be about 6,100 Celsius near the surface and 15 million Celsius at the core, the center of the sun. When we view the sun from uh, the air, the earth, the ball of light we see is only a small part of the whole sun, the visible part of the sun called the photosphere, a sphere of light, is extremely bright and can harm us even in here, this far away. The photosphere appears to be covered by bubbles, like the surface of boiling water. Each bubble or granule is over 1,000 kilometers across, a bit larger than the state of Texas. The sun's surface is also covered by much larger convections, convections cells called the supergranules. A supergranule lasts from 12 to 24 hours and may be 35,000 kilometers across. Outside the photosphere is the chromosphere, the sphere of color, the lowest layer of the sun's atmosphere. Scientists can also um, view the chromosphere by using uh, special filters and machines. They, they have to see clearly the chromosphere and hide all the light that the photosphere uh, emits. Flame-like combs of gas called the spicules continually erupt from the chromosphere. They last between 5 and 10 minutes and are about 970 kilometers across and about 9,700 kilometers high. Spicules are sometimes interrupted by tremendous bursts of energy called the solar flares. Scientists believe that these abrupt flashes of energy are caused by magnetic stress within the sun. Like the solar flares, Solar prominences, um, the streams of dense gas erupting of the chromosphere and that returning in a loop-like fashion, are linked to the sun's magnetic field. Outside the chromosphere is a very thin layer, the transition region. The temperature in the transition region rises very quickly, from 20,000 Celsius at the inner edge where it meets the chromosphere to 1 million Celsius at the outer edge. edge. The outermost layer of the sun's atmosphere is the corona, a huge hot blanket of gas that extends hundreds of thousands 
of kilometers from the transition region. If someone asks you how far is New York to LA, would you give your answer in centimeters or kilometers? Obviously, you would answer in kilometers. In a similar way, it is awkward to express the enormous distances to stars in kilometers or miles. The only star close enough to a reasonable measure in these units is the sun, and it's at 150 million kilometers away. The next closest star is the Proxima. One unit used to measure distances to stars is the light year, Ly. The distances um, light year travels is one year. Light year travels at slightly less than 300,000 kilometers, about 9.5 trillion kilometers every year. The distance to nearby stars is measured using a parallax, the apparent change in the position of an object caused by the actual change in the position of the observer. A stellar parallax is half the angle that the star appears to move on the celestial sphere when viewed from the opposite sides from the Earth's orbit. If you draw a right triangle with the star, the sun, and the Earth at the corners, the stellar parallax is the size of the angle of the star. <clears throat> to express the distance to stars, astronomers often use the parsec. It's a unit based upon the measurements of stellar parallax. The parsec, a parsec is defined as the distance of an object with a stellar parallax of one second of arc. One parsec is equal to 3.26 light years or 30.9 trillion kilometers to find the distance to a star in parsecs just divide the number one by the stellar parallax in seconds of arc for example the distance of parsecs to proxima centauri is one is amount by 0.77 or 1.3 pc if you look into the heavens at night you will see that some stars appear brighter than others like you may see some have like some blue colors, some yellow, or some really, really, really shine more than the others. And the apparent magnitude is the brightness of a star as it appears to an observer in the Earth. As apparent magnitude is measured with a system developed by the Greek astronomer and mathematician Hipparchus who lived over a century before Christ. The apparent magnitude of a star depends not only on its actual brightness, but also on its distance from the Earth. So, and the absolute magnitude of a star is the apparent magnitude the star would have to an observer located 10 PC or 32.6 light years from the star. As, how I, as I was telling you before that you see some stars like more gel, yellowish, pink, purple. Well, a star's, uh, 
color depends primarily on the surface temperature. Relatively cool stars, those with surface temperatures of 3000 Celsius or so, glow in deep red. Warmer stars like our sun with its 6100 uh, 6, Celsius surface shines with a much brighter yellow hue. Hot stars shine pure white and the hottest stars blaze blue white with surface temperatures of 15,000 Celsius. A star's absolute magnitude depends on its surface temperature and its size. Typically, the hotter a star's surface is, the brighter it will be. However, some cooler stars like Betelgeuse outshine smaller, <laughs> hotter stars by sheer bulk. The now there is this diagram that is useful that is a useful tool for classifying the stars is the Hertzsprung Roussel diagram, the HR diagram. An H di H HR sorry, an HR diagram is a two-dimensional graph that compares stars by their temperature and color and by the amount of light they produce. A nature diagram shows that stars can be divided into three main groups. Bright, cool stars are in the upper right corner of the diagram. These stars are called the giants and supergiants because their brightness is due to their large size. The largest stars are the red supergiants like Betelgeuse and Antares. Some of these stars are so big that if they were placed where the sun is now, the planets Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and Jupiter would actually be inside of them. That's kinda scary. That's kinda scary. Stretching from the top left to the bottom right of the HR diagram are the stars of main sequence. The main sequence stars are considered average stars because their brightness depends primarily on their temperature. However, their properties can vary widely. The brightest main sequence stars are the hot blue stars that are similar to blue white giants. On the other end of the main sequence are the cool small red dwarfs. These stars are about the same temperature as red supergiants but produce much less light. Our sun is a yellow star near the middle of the main sequence. The white dwarfs found in the lower left corner of an HR diagram are a group of small dim stars outside the main sequence. A star will actually or suddenly flare up to many times its original brightness. Such an occurrence is a nova. The star continues to be very bright, but sometime and eventually it returns to its original magnitude. All novae observed so far to be white dwarfs, stars in binary star systems. Astronomers speculate that the hydrogen gas from the system's larger star collects on the surface of the white dwarfs and occasionally explodes resulting in a temporary outburst of energy. Unlike a nova, which leaves a star unharmed, a supernova is the explosion of a star, a cosmic catastrophe of amazing violence. 
The hot core of a star left over after a supernova is a neutron star. A neutron star is extremely dense with a diameter of only about 20 kilometers, but more mass than our sun. A pulsar is rapidly rotating neutron star that emits directional beams of radio waves. Each night, a small a multitude of stars twinkle above us. Although these stars seem to be scattered randomly throughout space, they actually belong to an order, structure known as a galaxy. A galaxy is a massive star system containing millions to billions of stars as well as gas and dust. The Milky Way, the galaxy in we live, our solar system is, contains over 400 billion stars including our own sun. The Milky Way, sometimes referred to simply as the galaxy, as, sorry, sorry, as the galaxy, appears as a hazy band of light across the sky on a very dark night. Galaxies are not spread out random throughout the universe, but are grouped together in orderly complex structures. The smallest of these structures are the clusters. The Milky Way is one of more than 30 galaxies in a cluster known as the Local Group. The largest galaxy in the Local Group is the Andromeda Galaxy. Astronomers believe that clusters are grouped into larger structures called the superclusters. The Local Group is considered part of a cool supercluster, also called a big supercluster. Superclusters appear to be joined together to form the walls of a vast ball-shaped structures that are almost empty in the middle. Astronomers classify galaxies according to the shape they have, including the Milky Way, Andromeda, and many of the other visible galaxies look like giant pinwheels spinning throughout space. All sp spiral Galaxies have a central nucleus that resembles uh, as a flat, as a like a ball. So it kind of looks like a tornado <laughs> or like a cinnamon roll, but much bigger. So the center of a galaxy is in the direction of the constellation Sagittarius. There, scientists have found a very small but very dense object like Sagittarius, um, a star. Scientists believe that this object is probably a black hole, an object of so massy and dense that not even light can escape its gravity. Elliptical galaxies resemble eggs or football. Some elliptical galaxies are almost spherical. Compared to the spiral galaxies, elliptical galaxies are not as structured and do not contain as much free gas or dust. Like a spiral galaxy, a lenticular galaxy is flat with a bulging nucleus. However, a lenticular galaxy has a solid disk instead of a spiral arms. Irregular galaxies are composed of stars clumped together in no definite shape. A quasar, a quasar, 
is a short for quasi-stellar or star-like radial source is an extremely bright object that emits both visible light and radio waves. In addition to the stars and the quasars, many galaxies also contain a nebulae. Large clouds of gas and dust floating in space, nebulae are most common in the spiral and, regu and irregular galaxies. Our galaxy contains many beautiful nebulae, but most are too faint to see with the unaided eye. Some of these nebulae would appear larger in the sky than the full moon if we could see them. A large telescope is needed to show the majesty of these giant clouds. So, I mean, imagine if we could see that every night. It would be amazing. But yeah. So that's everything for today. Thanks for listening. Bye.